Okay, everybody, this is my spoiler review of X-Men, the animated series, season one, episode three, Enter Magneto. This was originally released on November 27th, 1992. Before I jump into my review, just make sure you stick to discussions about this episode or past episodes. No spoilers for future episodes, and please make sure to subscribe. I'm going to be doing all things X-Men, so you're not going to want to miss any of my animated reviews, and I'll also be doing figure reviews, comic reviews, movie reviews, you name it. What's good about this episode is it starts off addressing something that wasn't really addressed at the end of the last episode of like, okay, what's the deal with Beast? We know he's been captured, but they didn't really touch on it at the end of the last episode, but it opens with Beast in captivity at this detention center, and he is reading Animal Farm by George Orwell. Now this is literally described as a beast fable about human-like farm animals who rebel against their human farmer hoping to create a society where animals can be equal free and happy so totally fitting for something that beast would be into reading i love though the guards are like look at that mutant trying to read and the other guards like look at the title animal farm he just likes looking at pictures that's so great but what's awesome is magneto's entrance now remember in episode one they only showed him for a little glimpse we saw the back of magneto on one of the monitors but this is the first time we actually really see Magneto. This is his entrance to the show. And it's so cool that just the effect of Magneto is what you see first. That all these lights at the facility are just breaking. And that at first Beast thinks it's Wolverine. But it is Magneto coming to save Beast because he still is a fellow mutant. And I love that he magnetizes the clothes off the guard. That was great. But the Beast will not leave. He wants his day in court. He wants to do this the right way so that humans learn to see that mutants are not dangerous and that he is innocent. But Magneto's like, what chance do mutants have with a trial held by humans? But it's interesting to note too that Magneto is shocked that Professor X even had them break into the mutant agency, which I like because that's still honoring the little call out Cyclops had of Professor X for doing that the last episode. But Beast is like, they only fight us because they fear us, they don't understand us. This is said a lot in all X-Men stories. And Magneto's like, they do understand us. Our mutant powers make us superior. That is why they fear us. So Magneto's just like, I'm not doing the Beast route where he's trying to make them get along. He's like, I'm crushing these humans and I have the power to do it. I love Magneto's shield. I love we get to see him in full action here and how ruthless he can be and how he's the complete opposite of approach to the X-Men's philosophy and Professor X's philosophy. So we'll see is that Professor X is how they explain to the audience how he's explaining Jubilee about Magneto's backstory. Now this is from the 90s, this is a kid's show, so it's going to feel a little fast, but it's impressive how they get this kind of all in as well to make this episode very enjoyable right away. I think if the show came out today, like we'll probably see with X-Men 97, they'll probably actually dedicate mostly full episodes to a backstory about someone like Magneto and take a little more time with it. But I like both ways too. Like, I don't say that's bad either. I think it did what it had to do in the format it's in. They only have 20 minutes to kind of get us to care about a character in his first entrance. So I think they did a really good job here, especially for a kid's animated show in the 90s. And we're learning quickly that they were friends, him and Magneto, and it was after a war, but this war deeply affected Magneto because this army that occupied his small country killed his parents and they come back so this is what sets magneto off and we know his name is magnus i always think it's funny with superheroes though where their name is already the name that would perfectly work for their superhuman name like magneto 
or super mutant should i say and it also perfectly matches his powers but you'll see in the flashback you see professor x trying to stop magnus like don't use violence and magnus is like they can't even make peace with each other talking about the humans so this is again really good writing and what makes x-men so powerful and now we get this quick montage narrated by professor x to jubilee talking about magneto's rise now his path to his plan of mutant takeover and destroying power plants factories government buildings and we see that professor x had temporarily stopped him but didn't fully kill him or destroy him and that's interesting because later on in the episode professor x has a little guilt he's thinking about like i should have stopped him when i had the chance to talk about magneto which i thought was fascinating but we're seeing that he's begun again so this is kind of like he's back on his mission and we'll see magneto say later in the episode that he's even stronger now now before we get back to magneto we get to see beast in court i love he quotes shakespeare and calls him the bard but he re- changes shakespeare quotes and replaces certain words with mutant which was great and i love the judge is just bored by it and you see that beast is like 11 mutants disappeared before our attack and they were all registrants of the mutant control agency and the prosecutor's like, nonsense, he's just trying to justify their attack. And then this wild court audience is throwing tomatoes at Beast, which is just hysterical. And I love, like, there's unrest also from Magneto's attack the night before. And one guy's like, my brother was one of those guards. And I love they just immediately arrest that man and take him out of the court. That was so funny. But you're seeing that the Magneto attack the night before is not helping the image of the Beast. And you can see how something like that complicates relationships of humans and mutants and the judge then says beast's bail is denied he is a danger to the community so poor beast is still just stuck in captivity in one way or another but this is where Sabretooth shows up and wolverine immediately recognizes him and that starts off where cyclops is like come on they're gonna kill him talking about Sabretooth, but wolverine's like good you know so it's now already informing us that Wolverine hates this man, Sabretooth, and they have a past. But what they'll do is they'll bring Sabretooth back to the school to heal him. But Wolverine, on his own watch, goes to take him out. And Professor X is like, personal vendettas have no place here. But I love how they blended the Sabretooth story with the Magneto story in the same episode because it works perfectly for then Wolverine to call out Professor X and say, like, why does your enemy we get to trash him but we go easy on mine so that was like a perfect moment to have that conversation between wolverine professor x and both having similar relationships with their arch nemesis and there's great writing here too where wolverine's like you don't know him he can't stay here and storms like that is the way some of us felt about you when you first came here this man's rage seems much like your own so again good way also to inform the audience that Sabretooth and wolverine are very similar and also that they had to have a path of redemption set up for wolverine and that he should give that same path back to Sabretooth. now the closing battle is great what's so good about the show so far is how good they plan out what each x-man is going to do in a battle and what makes this one special is this is with magneto and magneto's at this military base i love you see how powerful is he takes three tanks and makes them shoot each other but he also can control things like missiles this shows how dangerous magneto is and why he's one of the most powerful mutants and a worthy foe to the x-men which is so effective i love though when wolverine cyclops and storm come to save the day that we see how differently wolverine and cyclops handle a giant wall they have to get over like Wolverine has to climb with his claws and we even get to see him do a front flip which was hysterical after he already got over the wall but then Cyclops runs in and just fries the wall and walks through it I thought that was so funny that's the only kind of stuff you get in an animated show that's great but Magneto has this great mini monologue here where he's like today begins a new world 
for all of us, a world where we needn't hide in corners and crawl in fear. But Wolverine says a classic Wolverine line, I don't know what corner you crawled out of, bub. That was great. And Storm says, I suppose a civil war is your answer. And Maggie was like, better that we die on our feet than live on our knees. That's the best line to me of this show so far. Really powerful and interesting way to look at Magneto's philosophy on human relationships with mutants. And this great line too, if Charles Xavier dreams of peace between humans and mutant, his vision will soon become a nightmare. Really, really good in setting up this huge conflict between these two for the rest of this show. What was cool is the missiles actually go off into the sky and Storm is ready to sacrifice herself. And it's the first time though we see like when Cyclops and Wolverine trying to get in touch with her, they're communicating through the X's on their uniforms. And the real important communication happens with Professor X. We really get to see him use his long-range telepathy to storm. And he's like, no need for self-sacrifice. Open your mind. Absorb what Cerebro knows about the missile's computers. This is great. It's really cool to see Storm and Professor X working together like this. And how effective Professor X is as a leader of these X-Men with his powers. And Storm uses the wind to send the missiles towards the ocean, but also uses her lightning to short circuit the missiles. Really cool, and Wolverine catches her, which was the chef's kiss here. And it ends on a great cliffhanger with Magneto watching from afar, and he's like, you trained your X-Men well, Xavier. They defied me and delayed my war. You and your mutants protect the humans who seek to destroy us. Why have you turned against your own kind? Again, great, great writing. It makes this episode so special, and it's a great cliffhanger with it to be continued. And it makes you so pumped for this conflict between Magneto and Professor X. So for me, this is my favorite episode so far. I'm actually going to give this one a 9.5. It's extremely strong. There's no slow moments here, and it has way less humor than the first two, but it works still because it's so important to give Magneto his fair screen time, and they perfectly blend in exposition to get you just enough information to get what is going on, what is this guy's motivation as a villain, and they establish how powerfully is so it's a worthy foe to a group of mutants like the x-men so yeah i love this episode let me know what you think down below i read every comment i try to respond as many as i can and please subscribe i'll be reviewing every episode of this show so you're not going to want to miss that and i do all things x-men i'll see you next time